بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الله وأكرمني بنور الفه اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين. We continue our discussion about Shafa'at based on the book Divine Justice by Ayatollah Mutahhari. We talked about conditions and the next title is Tawheed wa Tawassulat, Monotheism and Tawassul, appealing or calling upon uh, some friends of Allah to help him. He says, based on what we have said so far, we can come to a very important conclusion. Before asking anyone to help you in asking Allah for forgiving you, you have to make sure whether that person <coughs> has been given any position by Allah to do shafa'ah. Does he have any authority? Does he have any right to do shafa'ah? In Surah Ma'idah, verse 35, we read, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah wabtagu ilayhi al-wasila. All those who believe, fear God, be pious, and seek wasila means a means <coughs> towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are <coughs> means which are sacred, which are authorized by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to use. He has made a system, and this system works based on causality. There is cause and effect, there is asbab. There are some causes that are known to us, empirical causes. For example, if you want to have bread, you have to go find a suitable land, you have to plant wheat, look after it, then becomes uh, flour, then becomes bread. So these are natural causes that we can understand empirically. But there are also supernatural or spiritual causes that we <coughs> understand through religion, through Quran, through Sunnah. So to know that something can spiritually help you or something can be a cause that Allah would function through that cause or 
to be a channel that Allah's mercy comes to you through that channel needs investigation. You cannot just think and say, this may work. This. So there are people that have no authority, no sultan, no you know, sovereignty. So we should find for shafa'a those people that Allah has granted them the right for shafa'a, the position of shafi. And whenever you go to these people, your main focus is not on shafi'a is on Allah himself. Yeah? Because these are good servants of Allah and they are going to help you with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but your focus is on Allah himself. It's unlike people who want to uh, use, you know, false shufa'a. They don't bother about the main, for example, you know, they want to make something done in an office. They don't like the head of the office, for example, necessarily. They don't bother about it. Maybe they hate the head of They just want someone to bypass the laws. But here we want the Shafi because of the position that he has with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we want to get a way towards Allah's pleasure. In the Quran, we have this beautiful ayah, Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 64. وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِذْظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ You know, Allah is introducing to us a, a spiritual or supernatural means. Okay? He's telling us that if you want to be forgiven, one way of being forgiven is this. وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِذَّلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ جَاءُوكَ If when they have been unjust to themselves, when they have oppressed themselves, come to you. فَاسْتَغْفَرُ اللَّهِ Still, they ask Allah for forgiveness. Not that they ask you to forgive on behalf of Allah. No? Still, Allah is the one who forgives, and we should ask Him to forgive. We don't ask Rasulullah to forgive us on behalf of Allah. But, <coughs> So, they ask Allah to forgive them. Rasulullah also helps them by he also asking Allah to forgive them. So we have now two requests. The person's request and Rasulullah's request. Maybe that person's request by itself is enough. Many times, yeah, in a private place in the middle of night with, you know, deep sorrow, you may ask Allah to forgive you. Or when you have no access to Rasulullah, still Allah may forgive you. <coughs> but if you want to make sure that inshallah you are certainly forgiven, go to Rasulullah and pray to Allah to forgive you and ask Rasulullah, please you also ask Allah to forgive me. Then you have strengthened 
your istighfar by Rasulullah also asking Allah to forgive. Fastagfarullah wastagfaralahumur rasul lavajadullaha tawaban rahim. They would have then certainly found Allah accepting their repentance and very merciful. It's like, for example, you want to open a door and with one hand you cannot open it. You ask someone else also to put his hand. Then two hands can open. Okay? So prayer is a vasila, but maybe your prayer is not a strong. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. You ask someone also who is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than you to help you with his prayer. So he says, we cannot only depend on our own good actions, on our own taqwa. We need also mercy of Allah. He says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in his final days, said, nothing saves except action and mercy of God. So you need these two. Your action and mercy of God. Sometimes mercy of God comes through Shafa. Now, if you remember in the first session we had about Shafa, we mentioned few objections. Some people said it conflicts with Tawheed Ibadi. Some say it conflicts with Tawheed Zati. We say Shafa'a doesn't conflict with Tawheed. Actually, Shafa'a is a requirement of believing in a system which is based on Tawheed, and then from Tawheed, you have Kathra. So, Allah is Sababul Asbab. He is the ultimate cause, the cause of the causes. But we cannot all expect everything come directly from him to every creature. There are levels. There is a hierarchy. And Shafa is not to put someone next to him to worship Na'uzubillah. We don't worship. Or even we don't believe that they can do something independent from Allah subhanahu wa We are just asking them to pray to Allah. We are just asking them to help us with our request. Who is going to make the decision? Allah himself. And these people are only working under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Plus, they are not going to change Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one is going to change. Not only Shafa'a, if there was a problem of change, you can say about Dua. When you ask Allah, are you changing Allah? You know, those who say Shafa'a is requiring or implying that you are changing or influencing Allah, the same problem can happen with Dua, with Sadaqah, with other things, with Salih Rahim. Anything which has any impact, does it mean that you are changing Allah? Allah without that action and with that action are different? The answer is no, Allah is not changed. But 
what we receive come through a system. In that system, there is a role for each factor. If you pray, what you receive becomes greater. If your parents pray for you, what you receive is greater. This is not increasing the source. Very important point, please remember. Prayer, kindness to parents, saliyya rahim, shafa'a, are not increasing the source, which is Allah, because the source is unlimited. These are only extending your container. So you are not influencing him. You are only changing yourself to receive more. Like sun is shining and you can never have any influence on sun. But you can be in a closed room and receive no sun shine. You can go to for example, a place when there is a window, you receive some, you can go under the sun, you receive more. You can, I don't know, stretch yourself and lie down and get more. So you are not able to influence the source, but you can change your exposure and your capacity for receiving from that unlimited source. This is very important. Yes. Bada is not changing him. Bada is changed in what we think he is going to do. So we can say that Allah's mercy is utmost and is showering down. Yes. And if we, we don't have the capacity, through the intercession we increase our capacity. Yes. So, none of these things, prayer, shafa'a, sadaqah, salatul rahim, none of them is influencing Allah. But they can influence your relation with Allah. How much you can get. Another objection was, if you believe in shafa'a, then you may become, na'uzubillah, careless. It would make you dare sinning. Uh, we said, no. The same is about maghfirah. If you believe in Allah being forgiving, the same problem can happen. But the answer is, although we believe Allah is forgiving, but there is no guarantee. Especially for people who underestimate sins. If someone says, my sin is not important, it's going to be forgiven. <laughs> this is one of the sins that may not be forgiven. <laughs> you should be very careful with respect to those sins that you underestimate. Those sins that you say, it's not important. Actually, they are then <laughs> become very important. Or, la sagirata ma'al israr. If you insist on the sin. So the same thing which we say about maghfarah, forgiving, comes about shafa'ah. If someone says, I sin and it will be forgiven by shafa'ah. No. Shafa'ah is not for people who are 
insisting on sinning and underestimating sins. Okay? So this problem is not applying. Another thing was why in the Quran there are places that Allah rejects Shafa'ah. You see, there are places that Allah also confirms Shafa'ah. So we have false Shafa'ah and we have true Shafa'ah, wrong and right. If you think that someone can do Shafa'ah for you without any condition, and Allah is going to be forced to forgive you, this is false. You get the question? If you think there is no condition, and Allah has to <coughs> forgive you anyway, is going to be forced, this is wrong. But if you believe that there are conditions, that if these conditions are met in you, and in the person who does Shafa'ah, then Allah may forgive, this is what the Quran actually confirms. مَنْ يَشْفَعُ إِنْدَهُ So there is Shafa'ah, but it should be with the permission of Allah. لَا يَشْفَعُونَ إِلَّا لِمَنِ So there should be conditions in the one who is receiving Shafa'ah and the one who does Shafa'ah. And also Shafa'ah would not contradict with the necessity of having action. You cannot say, I don't do anything and I just count on Shafa'ah. You have to do your actions and Shafa'ah is part of the reason. It's not illat Yeah, it's incomplete cause. It means part of it is what you have to do and what you have to bring. You have to have Iman, you have to have Amal Salah as much as possible to qualify for receiving <coughs> Shafa'ah. And also, there is no discrimination or injustice, whether it's for maqfara or shafa'ah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is unlimited. If anyone doesn't benefit from his mercy through maqfara or shafa'ah, it's because of a problem in himself. Otherwise, everyone in equal condition would receive the same thing. It's not that he says, I don't give you shafa'ah. And I give to someone else in the similar condition Shafa, or I accept Shafa for him, I don't accept Shafa for you. If there is any problem, is in what we call Qabiliyyate Qabil. The one who is going to receive has a problem in reception. Yeah? Like, you know, a radio station is sending the same wave to its you know, area, okay? But some people, maybe they are very close to the station, but they don't get anything, yeah? Because there is problem in receiving, not in sender. The sender is sending the same thing, but how much you get depends on your capacity. Okay, now, Alhamdulillah, we finished the discussion about book. I want to a little bit expand <coughs> on the point that we discussed before we started the class. What is perhaps 
a very important point in Shafa'ah that maybe doesn't normally receive enough attention. How does Shafa'ah function? If Allah is just and merciful and forgiving, then why there has to be need for Shafa? <coughs> there are few answers. Some of these answers are very standard answers you find in many books. Maybe one point also needs to be introduced, which has not been many times mentioned. We say, first of all, <coughs> it is true that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving, is very kind, is very merciful. But, as we said, his source is unlimited. But for you to receive, you have to qualify yourself. Everything is a matter of how you qualify yourself to receive more. As far as he's concerned, he's unlimited. But what you can take from this unlimited treasure depends on your capacity, on your case. When you are praying, your capacity increases. When you are doing good, when people pray for you, when your parents are happy with you, when you do Salih Rahim, your capacity increases. When you have been following a good leader, your capacity increases in two ways. One, by improving your condition in dunya and doing more good, more prayer. One, getting extra in akhirah. Do you get the point? You know, there are things that maybe you get all the benefits in dunya. Even if it is a spiritual benefit, you get it in dunya. But there are things that you get part of it in dunya, part of it also in akhirah. When you follow the guidance that you have received from an alim or from imam or a holy person, part of the benefit you have received it already in dunya. But also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give that person the right to do shafa'ah. So it's his love for you, it's his mercy that he has created a new reason for giving you, a new channel for giving you, to encourage us in dunya to appreciate following of good people, good leaders. He says in dunya you benefit, also in akhirat you benefit extra by having their shafa'ah. Okay? So, who designed shafa'ah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who even told them to do shafa'ah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, they don't dare and they don't want to do shafa'ah. 
من ذا الذي يشفع عنده الا باذنه يا بيكوز فور اكزامبل رسول الله اف هي واز نوت تولد باي الله تو دو شفاعه هي وود ان ماي انديرستاندينغ هي وود نيفر دو شفاعه اف الله دازنت تيل هيم تو دو شفاعه بيكوز هو ام اي تو دو شفاعه اي نو يو لاف ذم مور ذان مي اند يو نو ايفريثينغ بيتر ذان مي But when Allah says, Ishma, He gives permission, then He realizes that not only He has right, Allah wants Him to do this. Okay? So it's His design, it's the way He has created multiple channels to send His Rahmah. Part of Rahmah He sends directly, part of Rahmah He sends through other people to you, Part of Rahmah is coming through your good deeds. Part of Rahmah is coming through Shafa'ah. Okay? Also in this way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only encourages us to follow these people, also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows His loyalty, His gratitude towards good people. Look, Allah is shakur. In this way, not only he is helping us, but it's also a way of him expressing his appreciation of good people. He has made a system that has multiple functions to encourage us to follow them, to help us to receive more mercy in akhirah, also to prove to us that he appreciates these people, their <coughs> services, their sincerity, their humbleness. Yes. Can we say exactly the same thing, same thing in case of Zulaikha and Yusuf? Because Yusuf al-Islam was told by Jibrail that Allah is saying that whatever prayer you ask for Zulaikha, that will be accepted. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have given a straight to Zulaikha, for example, the youth, but it comes through Yusuf. Is that kind of shafat? Is it? it can be, yeah. So, In this way, Allah shows appreciation to his, of his servant, to us. Also, makes that servant also feel happy that he is helping others. Yeah? For example, you know, under this ayah, This refers, for example, to the shafa'ah of the Prophet. You know, how much Prophet will feel happy that through his request, Allah is forgiving people. Okay? So, it's Allah's sign of appreciation also. There is also something more. And this is what I think needs more discussion. Everything we said so far is correct, but I think there is still something more, and this shows maximum love of Allah subhanahu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows our file completely, even better than ourselves. Yeah? He knows everything that we have done or everything that we were supposed to do but we failed. He knows everything. But when he wants to ask people to do shafa'ah, He may not show them everything. 
shows them some of the things about us. And then, based on that, they decide to do Shafah. But if they knew everything that Allah knows about us, they would have run away from us. So, out of his love and mercy, he polishes our file and presents to them and says, do Shafah. <coughs> and they look, say, it seems, you know, this person can be forgiven, please forgive him. Allah says, okay, I will forgive him. Yes, but when it comes to Rasuluhu, after Allah decides what he should see. Because there are things that Allah may even cover from Rasulullah. So, this is a very important principle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not reject, please listen carefully, he would not reject the request of other people for your forgiveness because they don't know everything about you. You know, we are not normally like that. For example, suppose I have decided to fire an employee. And I have all the proof that he should be fired, dismissed. <coughs> you come to me, you say, you know, could you please still, you know, keep him? He has been a good person. We have not seen anything bad from him. If it's me and you, you say, sit, I show you everything. <laughs> and then you say, sorry, please dismiss him quick. <laughs> because you are a wise person, you are very uh, still kind, but when you have been convinced, then he will be convinced. If Allah is convinced that someone should go to hell, everyone else will be convinced. Because he's the last person to be convinced that someone should be going to hell. But what he does, he prepares another file and says, look into this. If you see I should forgive him, I will forgive As an evidence, I want to mention, so because it's a big principle, it's not only for Shafa, it's also for other things. For example, if we have 40 people, Imam Sadiq says, if 40 mu'min attend funeral, Janaza of a dead person. The person has died. If 40 people say, Allahumma inna la na'allamu minhu illa khayra wa anta a'lamu bihi minna. Oh Allah, we don't know anything except good from this person. He was a you know, a person who was coming to masjid, he was, you know, helping people. We didn't see anything bad from him. Because people are supposed at least not to commit sin in public. 
so that other people, when they die, they can say, we have not seen anything bad from them. <laughs> yeah? Then Imam Sadiq says, if 40 people say this when someone dies, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have accepted your testimony and I will forgive <coughs> those sins that I know and you don't know. Look at his mercy. What does it mean? It means that he is not judging based on his comprehensive knowledge. He's lowering his expectations. And he says, if 40 of my servants are happy with him, it's enough. Even though one of the servants is lying, for example, he knows something, but he still says, Allahumma That's another thing. Hadith says, <laughs> about the things that you don't know. So suppose these 40 people are honest and sincere, okay? This in a sense also means that how important it is to please people. So if you manage to please 40 people, then Allah is happy with you. Yeah? This means Allah says, you want to be sure that I am pleased with you? Please 40 people. Of course, not please 40 people and displease 4,000 people. <laughs> because any tyrant also has pleased 40 people around him. Please 40 people without making people angry with you. It means that a normal mu'min who lives such a nice life that Mu'minin say we haven't seen anything bad from him. Allah would forgive him with respect to other things, inshallah. <coughs> Another hadith is from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It says that one of the things would be written in the, on the top of the deeds record is what people tell about you. If, I don't have the Arabic now. So what people tell about you is very important. If people say good things about you, this will be registered. <coughs> if they say bad things about you, means you have annoyed them, you have, you know, Nauzubillah committed sins in front of them. That will be also registered. Of course, it's not final. Maybe they say bad things and Allah would reject it. But if they say good things, it will not be forgotten. Okay? So, this means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may prepare the case in the way <coughs> that a servant of him who is close to him, who has definitely not that much love that he has, not that much mercy he has, but still he is very kind and merciful, Allah prepares the case for him and says, do shafa'ah, he gives him 
also the instruction to do shafa'a and he looks into it and said please forgive him and then Allah through this system he says okay I leave my own knowledge aside and I judge according to that much that you know and this is very logical also because for us to be able to live by his standards is very difficult because you know if there is even a little trace of problem in our action he would see but he's in a sense closing his eyes he's overlooking he said you don't need to please me please people I will be pleased please your parents I will be pleased you know how easy it is to please your parents Please your parents, please your brothers and sisters, please your neighbors, I will be pleased. So, you shouldn't worry and say, how can we do anything which would be significant to be accepted by Allah? You know, who are we to do something that has value? This is not the way Allah looks at our action. He lowers his expectations very very you know low so that you can easily please him ya sari arza is very very easy in being pleased and i can assure you there is no one who can be pleased easier than allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us our little good deeds and to forgive our sins and to let us enjoy Shafa of Anbiya, Mursaleen, Awliyaullah, Martyrs, Ulama, Maraja, parents and every good servant of Allah that has position and right to do Shafa, we ask Allah to enable us inshallah to enjoy the Shafa. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen.